see by faith is to shut the eyes of reason. Benjamin Franklin, 1758. The Bible is not my book and Christianity is not my religion. I can never give assent to the long, complicated statements of Christian dogma. Abraham Lincoln. As I understand the Christian religion, it was and is a revelation. But how has it happened that millions of fables, tales, and legends have been blended with both Jewish and Christian revelations that they have made them the most bloodiest religion that has ever existed? John Adams, 1816. The Christian God is a three-headed monster, cruel, vengeful, and capricious. If one wishes to know more about this raging three-headed beast like God, one only needs to look at the caliber of people who say they serve him. They're always of two classes, fools and hypocrites. Thomas, Thomas Jefferson, co-writer of the American Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. And this is the Godless Revolution. Hi. <laughs> Those were awesome quotes. A little bit of a different intro this week, but it kind of goes with the subject. I'd, I'd only heard a couple of those before. I I hadn't heard. Well, Lincoln's I hadn't heard. I okay. Even. That that one was really good. That's why I kind of picked out ones that I know. There's the ones that everyone hears and you see posted all the time. So I picked ones that were I didn't think I knew them, and were maybe no one else that really knows these ones that much. There's tons out there. So right, and I I think they're still relevant today too. I mean, you know, if you look around, fools and yeah. hypocrites everywhere, and and none of them know this stuff either. They don't even know the Treaty of Tripoli, which is no. the one that you left out intentionally. Because so everyone common. knows yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and the thing with the Treaty of Tripoli is when I hear people talk about it as, like, oh, yeah, he said it, but it doesn't matter. The Treaty of Tripoli is null and void. We we broke it, so what does it matter? Which yeah. is like, no, this was John Adams. He was a contributor to the American Constitution, and these were his words. So, of course, it matters. This was his views. This is his... Also, Lincoln abolished slavery. I mean, is that relevant, or does that it just doesn't matter? Or well, there was not that was after the war. But the reason why the no, treaty, no, I'm, but I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, if if what presidents say doesn't matter, well, you know, I mean, the treaty of Tripoli they say doesn't matter because it was saying we would never go to war with a Muslim nation, which we obviously have. I think uh, that was probably an improper choice of words. Christian yeah. presidents, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you haven't noticed yet, the subject this week is basically talking about how the U.S. is not a Christian nation. And as I said last week, I have the, I guess, Native American connection to kind of tie in a lot David of stuff. David Barton, by the way, for oh, trying God. to spread that bullshit. <laughs> for everything that guy says. That, is, is, he, is he the point man for um, revisionist history? If he's not the point man, he certainly speaks to the point man directly. Jesus, yeah. I don't know how no, John Jesus, Stewart. But... <laughs> I don't know how John Stewart keeps his cool whenever he has him on his show. Like, I'd be raging at him. Like, you are such a fucking dick. I don't understand because how you can how you can sleep at night and carry on throughout each and every day knowing that you're just fucking lying about everything. Yeah. Well, I, I, because John John Stewart's apathetic. I like him, but he, he but he's 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 kind of deistic. Well, it, it I don't know. You think so? Well, I don't. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's. I, I, don't, I, don't I think he's, he's definitely apathist for he, sure. Yeah, he's I, an apathist. I think he's sure, an atheist for sure. Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't say for sure. He he, well, he attacks. I think religious organizations just as hard as he attacks the conservatives. <laughs> no, he does. Yeah, he does. But but he strikes me as one of those thinks agnostic is a middle position. Yeah, I could get that. I think that's yeah. that's kind of you know which is fine. It's you know the but, spiritual but not religious. Well, just just uh, that you know, I'm not atheist. I don't, I don't know either way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either way, kind of thing. So yeah. you know, I think, but but either way, he's that's why he doesn't just totally grill David Barton. Yeah, 
uh, is my opinion. But I, I would know. have a I would have a really hard time. I think. Well, yeah, I say that, but I I can be diplomatic when I have to be. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> which is often. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to be a lot of the time that I have to be. So hold back on the words. Yeah, <laughs> and none of those guys are Iroquois. So go no. ahead, Ryan. Well, okay, I guess uh, uh, the Indian connection, the uh, Iroquois Confederation, uh, which I'm guaranteeing 98 percent of you out there have never heard of it. It's not something that gets taught in history books, and it was something for a lot of our history, which is basically thrown to the side because they didn't want to acknowledge Native Americans' part in uh, founding this country. Uh, a confederation, what did their flag look like? Uh, actually, it was a tree with an eagle on top of it, clenching arrows in its hands. Oh, they were fascists? I seem to recall seeing those around. Yeah, it's actually on our <laughs> money. What? Yeah, that, uh, I got the symbolization further down in my notes, but it's basically they said uh, you know, the eagle clenching the arrows was a way of saying, we're not going to go at war with each other, you know, let them take it away, so we're going to get rid of our weapons. The eagle will swoop down and take our arrows and fly many yeah. moons away. Then it's got the pe- olive branch for peace in the other hand. So, nice. it's, so yeah, when you see that on your money, it's not something that we just said, hey, we're awesome white men. We've made up the symbol of peace. And- well, and I recall seeing a lot of people refer to, re- refer to those types of symbols as pagan symbols also. I, I know like the, 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 the all-seeing eye on the money. It's saying that's uh, yeah. from Egyptian culture with the, basically the... Not Horus. It's a uh, Ra, the Eye of Ra. I've heard people refer to it as that. I think Ra's eye is is the more stylized. Yeah, and it's got one the curve to it. The, yeah. I've I've heard people like, say that basically that that the heavily eye makeup on top. eye. That is the Eye of Horus. It is. I okay. thought it was uh, the Eye of Ra was on the money. Uh, you mean right on the the, the uh, on top of the, the mascara and all that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have a scar on one of my. Okay. Anyway, so anyway. all right, so basically. <laughs> Uh, five nations, five Indian nations that were all living along the Great Lakes, mainly the uh, Hudson, Ohio River area, River area uh, basically got together in the 1100s and decided that they needed a way to live better. And they needed all the nations needed to come together and uh, basically help each other out and not be at war with each other all the time as a way to make peace. So they actually put together and had uh, rules and laws set on ways to do democratic elections, which for them it was only the females that elected the leaders. And they had checks and balances set up. So it's a lot like our current system. Uh, they had... Uh, Where nobody had absolute power. Nobody had absolute power. Uh, in order to make a decision, you had to talk to everyone else to make the decision. You had to have a vote by the higher up. So basically, if you had a problem, you'd go to their the war chief. And the war chief is basically your diplomatic person between nations. So they would kind of, you know, send someone over, say, hey, yep, this is our problem. This is what we want to discuss. Okay, I'll go tell my guy and my tribe about it. Okay, let's get together and we'll vote on this and see if we come to a resolution. Seems weird that you would call the diplomat the war chief. That's what – well, in, this, in, a, in, a, in essence, that's what he was. If another nation came over and was on the land, they'll send the war chiefs out to basically – be the first person they meet. So won't be I know they call it a war chief, but the war chief didn't be like make war. war chief. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, we we here for peace. Yeah. We uh, no fight. Yeah. Don't give us blankets. And this. No. <laughs> no, I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> it slipped. That was oh, terrible. Man. It slipped. <laughs> It wasn't a dig on the Indians. That was more of a dig on the Europeans that came over. Sure, and, yeah. sure, but it's just. 
It happened. You, it's it's one of those jokes. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Well, maybe there's that, but then it's like you also make me feel like a fucking douchebag for laughing at it. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize. But in any case, we know all of this is true because it was kept. The record was kept on the plates of brass, the golden plates by Moroni. No, no, this was actually. Uh... <laughs> oh, really? No, not not. It wasn't. Oh, okay, tell me more. I thought well, you were talking about the ancient Americans, though. Oh no, these are Native Americans. Well, you mean the real, the real the ones, real Native the Indians, Americans, not, not the ones that had their skin torched for being not, bad. Not the ones as as written in LDS. No, history. no, okay. the actual ones that do not have a bloodline to anyone in Europe. Mm. Uh, Those ones, or the Middle East, or the even. Middle East, yeah, or the Middle All East, Asia, yeah. Uh, but anyways, the reason why I bring them up is because they there is evidence out there that they had a significant. Contribution to writing our constitution and our helping, not writing it, but helping out where our forefathers use them as inspiration to say, hey, you know, we like what you guys got going on. You've had your tribes living in peace together for the past 500 years. How are you doing it? So they took their ideas and basically made it their own. And it was actually in 1776 when the Continental Congress was in place, uh, which if you don't know what that is, that's when no, they're. what is that? Uh, the Continental Congress is, uh, well, 1776 is when the Declaration of Independence was signed, and the Continental Congress was kind of coming in to say, hey, well, we're breaking off from England. We need some fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get together right now. We're going to make these rules up. I do. Actually, now that you say that, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. It's actually quoted in there someplace where he says, uh, we need some fucking rules. Right. <laughs> and blankets. <laughs> but this is an actual quote from a, a friend of Franklin's, uh, Benjamin Franklin named Wilson, who was quoted as saying, Indians know the striking be benefits of a confederation, and we have an example of it in the unions of the six nations. In essence, Wilson, a friend of Franklin, believed that the strong confederation, like the Indian confederation, was crucial in the development of a new nation and maintaining friendly relations with the, in uh, the Indian population. So they were there when our constitution was first being drafted. They're coming in and they're giving advice on, hey, this is what's worked for us. This is what hasn't worked for us over the past 500 years. So they've essentially had this nation going on for longer than we've been a country uh, at this point even. So I think it's kind of pretty strong to say that they weren't looking at the Bible to say, hey, what lessons in this Bible do we have from this Judeo-Christian Bible to say, well, other we're, than slavery, of course. Yes, which, that's a whole other fucked up situation there. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're going to adopt this, all of these rules that are trying to lead everybody toward peace and democracy, except for the biblical concept of, yeah. of how to maintain your slaves, how to treat them. Not that you shouldn't have them, but just, when, because you do have them, this is how you should treat them. Yeah. Now, when I hear people say that we are a Christian nation... The only line that I hear everybody bring up is where it says, endowed by our creator. If you read through the Iroquois Confederation, there are great laws of peace. It references a creator about a hundred times. The creator is the one who came down with the first war chief, which is their diplomatic. I don't, it's, Yahweh just, it does sound like a Native American word, though. Maybe that's where Yahweh? it came from. They do have all the words I could not pronounce when I was reading through their stuff. So no, that's that's not where it comes <laughs> from. I'm just saying Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, you need a, a Yahweh if you're a Shlemiel with a Shmuel. Yeshua. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I also hear everybody say that you got the uh, 
freedom of religion where they're saying, well, that comes from Christianity giving us the freedom to practice our religion. Mm. The Iroquois confederations also had their own freedom of religion. Uh, where Because all six tribes believe in slightly different things. So in order to live in peace with each other, they had to say, hey, you can, you're free to practice whatever religion you want and we won't say anything about it. Yeah. This is we're allowed to practice whatever religion we want or not practice. So a lot of the concepts that you see in our constitution that everybody holds so sacred is echoed a lot in this Native American uh, passed down confederacy. Uh, well, I wouldn't even say it's – I would say our constitution is more an echo of, of these previous writings. Yes, and, yeah. and I would beg to say that they might have actually had the first democratic republic on, on other than saying, you know, America, we were a uh, – what would you say? An experiment as a republic. It sounds to me more like they had the first one and we just said we're going we're gonna to piggyback on that and – See where it goes. This has been working out for you guys pretty well for 500 years. Let's 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 see what you got to offer. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think it's fair. You know, and I'm not trying to put a damper on this. I, I'm just saying as a as a side, I think it's fair to to bring up that it's it's clear that certain points were brought from the examples of Europe and the United Kingdom. As to say, you know, oh, some yeah. of, some of it was to say, hey, we're not going to fucking do that shit. I mean, it's you like know, the Bible. They like, took hey, it from all over the place. Right? Yeah. Plagiarized. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, and the Native American culture, cultures were not perfect, for sure, too. I mean, there were some things they had figured out, but but there was a lot of war and a lot of contention going on, too. Maybe not, yeah. Maybe not right then in that point. I don't know, but but I'm but I'm just saying. I mean, they had a lot of time to figure stuff out. They've been here forever. Well, it's you know, it is called the their great laws of peace. But the fact is, those great laws of peace only existed within those five nations. If right. you were a nation outside of it, okay. You were there. Go to war with you because you are a separate nation. Just like you know, we won't. Well, besides the one time, go well, to war with ourselves inside of our nation. Okay, so like the fifty states have an agreement. You mean, more or yeah, less. we're not going to go fuck each other up. No, but if you have oil, we'll pass laws and get it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, it's kind of that's kind of the same thing. They, they use the idea of those nations, separate nations, right. to unite them all as one to help each other out. Kind of the same way at that time you had the 13 colonies. They wanted to unite all 13 colonies right. together and have them all be, you know, helping each other out and be a strong union together like those tribes had. So that's where I kind of see a lot of it coming from that, from, you know, a, a portion of our Constitution, a lot of our values that we have in this country coming from the Native Americans and not coming from Judeo-Christian teachings. Right. Well, and certainly yeah. not yeah. strictly being, you know, our, our laws not being strictly created as a derivative of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, I know I hate seeing the Ten Commandments posted at a courthouse. Because in reality, only two of them we actually f- are legally followed. <laughs> you know what's fun and, is to ask yeah. a Christian to name all Ten Commandments? Yeah. I'm, unless, they're, unless they're a preacher they or, can. or, you know, somebody who leads a congregation, yeah. I would guess that 90% of the Christians you would ask to name the Ten Commandments could maybe... Maybe give you three, maybe four. And the other thing, while we're on the Ten Commandments real quick, I thought when they, when, like if I go to you and you're a Christian and I'm an atheist and I start going, well, your Bible has all this stuff about slavery in it. That's Old Testament. We don't believe yeah. Old Testament. It's like, well, what the fucking Ten Commandments you still believe in Jesus so hardly? Jesus came not to get rid of the old <laughs> laws, but to fulfill them. Yeah, well... Yeah. Well, what about, what about slavery? The, what about the creation myth that, that gives evolution so much trouble? They hang on to the Genesis account, like you know, and that's the first fucking book yeah. of the Old Testament. Do you want to get rid of Genesis? You want I hear to get that rid all of, of the answers the are in Genesis. Universe? Yeah, all of the answers are in Genesis. Like 
There's a website. I read a provided. book about that. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, there's there's a website devoted to that. There's a book yeah. in case you didn't know. You know what I would do? I'd build a museum if I had that knowledge. <laughs> like seriously, with yeah. kids playing with dinosaurs. Yeah, you can go for rides. Sure. <laughs> All interactive. I'm still hoping that they they make a Noah's Ark exhibit. Oh, you didn't hear about this, then have you? No, maybe. I, I don't know. What there about is, uh, I, I want to say it was over in like China, where they're going to, uh, maybe it was in China. It's overseas someplace where some dude's actually right now building what he is calling a replica of Noah's Ark. Sweet. That's been, they, they did that in, I think, Holland. Was that, because I know, I read it was going to have a gift shop, a oh. uh, restaurant. I'm like, this is a guy that's... I think that's something Well, so then. then it's going to look like a big boat, but it's not going to... Well, because he said it's going to be an exact replica of Noah's Ark going down to the Cuban. I don't remember <laughs> anywhere in the Bible it's saying that there was a restaurant or a gift <laughs> shop. <laughs> well, after you build your... Maybe X these are separate structures outside the big boat. No, I think and it was who, on top. Who was he selling them to? The Shem, my son, come look at the trinkets. Yeah. They're wonderful. <laughs> this burger was not made of that horse that died last night. <laughs> oh, we're bad people. So, uh, yeah, well, all I know about the one that was built in Holland was that the guy, he, he actually, it wasn't gopher wood. I don't know what that is, actually, but he did make it. Out of wood, but it, but the only way to make it seaworthy was to add steel braces. Yeah, it's impossible to make it that size entirely out of wood. Well, I mean, which screw, was telling. I thought you got uh, that part, experience. but then the whole part of you know, you just can't fit that many animals on it. Well, I mean, of course, but you know, <laughs> That's, I didn't know that they. I didn't know that he had to use steel to help support it. I I guess I'd never really thought about it, but yeah, I mean, about that big. big. And wood isn't designed. I mean, no. even those the, the, the it gets wet, it swells, yep. and, and the spans are too great, right? For for wood's tensile strength, yeah. So you have to reinforce it with with something. You know, steel is the best. I mean, aluminum may have worked. I don't know. Steel is the most readily available, so they used that to do it, and it worked. Um, but certainly, Noah didn't have that. No, and I know when we were back in the days of masted ships. They had a limit on how large they can make their ships, and they found it out quite easily. When like, oh, that one breaks. If you tell me to build one this big, it doesn't. It <laughs> Every doesn't time work. We try to go over this big, fucking thing sinks, man. <laughs> it just breaks in half. I'm six hundred years old. <laughs> I know all about the shipbuilding. Let me tell you. But you did have the Chinese building warships that were basically the width of an entire river, but theirs were floating city platforms with. They like more, more like a raft yeah, it was yeah, a thing. giant floating raft that they would float down these rivers and so they could get close to another person's area and just bombard them with. Is that hard in China? Was that is that hard in China to find other populations? Well, back then when the Mongols oh. were, or was it the Mongols? Oh, you're okay. Wait, I'm going God way, damn, way I'm back. Going here. I'm going. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got a whole other paragraph here. I don't know if you guys actually want to hear it. It goes into a lot of the jargon that they actually. Talking about how, uh, what they would wear, how someone was selected a little bit, and kind of covered a little bit. A lot of people are getting annoyed with the Indians yet, but uh, I don't. I don't. Maybe you've, I don't know. I think I tried to cover this one quick so we can get to the BS and the part that everybody loves because I know we got some news articles and lots of stuff's been going on this week too. No, I think it's interesting. I yeah. I'm just yeah. What's what's the paragraph? Well, I'll get to this part first. Uh, 
so we both have we have our branches of Congress, which is basically when you put it out, it's a tree. You got your lower branches, and it goes off. You call it our branches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually use the tree to symbolize their government as a whole. Uh, their idea was you plant a tree, a tree for peace, and the roots will spread north, south, east, and west to every other nation that show them that we are all united. So just like you have a festival or something, you go and like, hey, we're going to plant this tree in honor of this. That was a tradition they had. When they would go to a visiting tribe or go visit someone as a show of honor, they would plant a tree to say, hey, we are now friends. We are now you know, together in this nation. So that's another big one right there. And uh, I know I'm going to mess these words up because I'm Dude, sorry about those Native Americans. Native, yeah, some the, Native languages are long and tough. really hard to say. So I'm trying to remember right off the top of my head the actual translations for them. But it's basically got uh, – the Iroquois Confederation has been in place since the time memorial. The peacemaker was sent by the creator to spread the good mind with the help of Alawata uh, traveling from community to community. They both succeeded in uh, persuading the chiefs of each nation to join the Great League of Peace and founding the only government with a direct connection to the creator. So right there, they're all, it's their creator that says, you know, here's this guy, we're, I'm sending this guy to you. This guy is going to go around and collect all these nations, and all your nations will be together. And it's the only nation designed by this creator. Yeah, and they never, you know, they never mention specifically what the creator is, no. right? Nor does the Constitution for the United States. It doesn't say exactly you know, the Christian God creator or Yahweh or anything like that. It says the creator. Yeah. My parents were my creator. Well, you know, and the other thing is when that was when that was written, it was like a hundred years. Before the ideas of Darwin, I mean, I, I know there was some like archaeo evolution stuff going on before Darwin, but what else do you say? What well, other term do you put in there? Well, if, if you're being if, in, if, if you're if being you're an atheist in the 1700s, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you're being intellectually honest, you can't really say anything else for sure, right? I mean, you can't say that you know. That well, God right, exists. but I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, if you're if you're trying to make something that refers to this event when humans started. But you don't you don't know anything about the way that species are are interrelated. What do no. you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, you it's, know, so it's I think it's a lot more generic a term than Christians would like to admit. Well, and when you have no concept of you know something just naturally evolving in your mind, your entire life, everything you've ever known has all been around creating something. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if something works it's because you made it work you did something to create whatever thing you're talking about you don't just find an axe laying out right in the woods well the one, even, even your life starts at one point it's not right. it's, you know as far as you're concerned there's not a real progression there even though there is but they'd actually said that their creator gave them the power of reason I wish more Christians huh. thought that yeah. well no I guess they do they think that their creator gives them the power to reason they just don't use it very Effectively, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, for them, it was reason was a more powerful thing. Reason it was, as I said, you know, right. our ability to reason is because of the creator. It's uh, what sets us apart. It sets us apart from yeah. animals and the beasts because we can, we can reason, we can think, we can work stuff out together where a savage beast might just attack yeah. the and other I w- one. I would think almost any human would agree with that. But like the Christians and fundamentalist Muslims and stuff would say that. The reason is God did it, and we like to yeah. go a little further than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and too, like Native American tribes, you know, these are they had their freedom of religion because they did have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I almost would think that the the use of the word creator with them could be because they're all saying we all believe something. This, you know, we got this god and this god, and they might have these few gods, you know, that they for rain and for planting and you know for when they go off to battle and stuff. But we all believe that we have a creator, so that's probably why I think that verbiage would have been used was they all did yeah. believe in something so to make it even between all of them say we are yeah we have a creator uh but i believe with as much as they use that wording and they refer to it still as, hey our our great creator that the wording in our concert or our declaration of independence i could see a very good you know very plausible that came from the indian tribes well, using that yeah well and and the word creator can can refer to a wide variety of different mm-hmm. things right it doesn't have to be uh, spaceless, timeless, immaterial, no. all-knowing super being. It can no, be our, our creator, Mother Earth. You know what? Whatever it happens yeah. to be. I mean, that's just my biggest, I guess, complaint when someone starts starts saying we are a, a Christian nation. Here's a proof. It says creator right there. There's only one creator, and it is our creator. Well, I would say based on what you're saying about the Native Americans' idea of the creator versus what Christians want that statement to be, and the fact that the entire rest of those early American documents are so completely devoid of any references to supreme beings and stuff like that, I think would lend credence to the fact that they're talking to the former rather than the latter. Yeah. I mean, if, if, I mean, if you think about, like, if Ted Cruz wrote the Constitution today with, like, Mitch McConnell, <laughs> it would be fucking loaded with that shit. Right. We, we, would be, we would be not, executed. It would be filthy with references to Christ and yep. God and yeah. whatever yeah. other... You know, mythological being they wanted to throw in there. Right. Well, they, yeah. they would have they would have littered the whole thing with that. And in about three generations, we'd be back in the Stone Ages because no one would be sure. But using so, their own brain. So what they're talking about is clearly not the same as no. what, as what was being referred to in the Constitution. Exactly. That's I think that's 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 a big point I want to get at with right. the Native Americans saying you know the yeah, help they I'd gave us agree. and and we got a lot of help from them. Uh, John Locke. I'm trying to think of the yeah. other guys right now. They're big. Thomas Paine. Paine, yeah. Uh, now, they were and deists. Thomas Paine was an atheist. I, I've, I've heard it go back and forth on Thomas, saying he, was, he wasn't he was religious, but I've heard a lot of saying he, he did have deistic views. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I'm always on board for him being an atheist. Have you read Age of Reason? <laughs> uh, I've read parts of it. Okay. Uh, I haven't read the whole thing. I've kind of just... I would say out of all those guys, Thomas Paine and Ben Franklin are... The, the most likely candidates for, for oh, atheists. Oh, yeah, especially when you, when you Jefferson, take... Jefferson, I mean, it was probably a deist, but... Jefferson, I oh, Jefferson at best, was a deist. At best. Yeah. When he took the Bible and shredded it... Well, he, to took, have he his, took out all the walking on water and, you know, feeding the multitude and all the bullshit. He also took out all of, like, all of Genesis. Like, he all, basically, all of the magical stuff. All the magical yeah. stuff. Yeah, he, he left in the... The morality side of it, saying, "Hey, this isn't good to do. You know, this is how you should treat your fellow people." And he gave it to the more savage Indians, saying, "Hey, you guys are being dicks. Here's this that- Bible I edited. Read it." <laughs> I, I love that. Like, okay, so Columbus set out to go westward around a round world to get to the spices of India and hit well, the United false. States. Well, I'm, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> but he hits the United States, right, and lands here, and he's like. Yeah, this is fucking India. Right? Yeah. And the natives are like, what? no, what? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking Indians. 
No, we're not. Yeah. And like 300 years later, we're still like, yeah, those Indians. Like, we've never well, corrected that, right? Yeah. Isn't that no. weird? Well, I don't, I don't think Columbus weird. actually landed here until like its third trip. He was quite a fuck up on directions. He was in, he was in the Bahamas. Bahamas, Cuba. Sure, but there was natives there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, that's a long fucking way from India. Mm-hmm. But still. Yeah, well, I think, we've, still... I think we've tried to correct that with Native Americans. Yes. Versus Indians. No, I, I know. I know. I just... I, well, it even just, it came up, so I just I, it was, uh, I thought it was funny. So. Using the war, word Iroquois, I guess to Native Americans is an insult. Oh, really? But it's the only term that's really there, really? and the long name for what they have for it is something oh. I could never pronounce my entire life. Oh. The Iroquois Confederation is the translation to it, and they don't like being called Iroquois because oh, they're like, hey, I'm a because it's a bastardization. It's bastard, of like, hey, I'm not an Iroquois. Like, I'm a Sioux Indian. I'm not an yeah. Iroquois. Yeah. Iroquois is like saying, were the Sioux part of that group? Uh yeah the it was uh, uh I wish I had it written oh, no, down right put here you on the spot dude that's tough I'm just saying well, I got it in here name someplace. all of the tribes that were part of this confederation <laughs> ready I mean, go fuck dude Alex Trebek doesn't even know that <laughs> <laughs> I love I love watching Jeopardy when Alex Trebek is like no I'm sorry mm-hmm. but the answer was and it's some far flung idea that you know he didn't fucking know and he's reading it he didn't have mm-hmm. any idea prior to having the teleprompter yeah. or the card right there in front of him but. Boy, he sure looks smart when oh, he says it. I know, it. I know. <laughs> and makes everybody else feel really fucking stupid that they didn't. Yeah. I think Ryan's trying to look up yeah. all of the different yeah, I'm, uh, here. I'm like, shoot, I thought I wrote that down right here. I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I totally called you out, man. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm, I might I might butcher some of these. Uh, Oneida, the Mohawk. the. Uh, I don't think you got Mohawk right, dude. No, the next one, I'm gonna, I know I'm going <laughs> to butcher this. Uh, Saiga, C A Y U G A, the uh, Ananga, Cayuga, uh, the Seneca, and uh, the Tuscarora. Yeah, there's five nations to be started with, and there's a sixth nation added in later. Oh, okay. I was like, I think that's six. <laughs> now, originally, uh, during I've had a couple drinks. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, dude, did you just add Tuscarora? <laughs> no. I- uh, well, it's it's uh. <laughs> It's spelled T U S C A R O R A. Tuscora? I, Dude, I don't know. I couldn't follow with the spelling because I as I've as I just mentioned, I've had a couple yeah. cocktails, so But uh, the Sixth Nation was added later on after the whole uh Revolutionary War and everything else. Oh. So that's why at that time there were still the five nations and still referred to as the five nations. So what part do you know? And I don't mean to put you on the spot again, and you can just say I don't know if you don't know. Do you know what part geographically of North yeah. America this this uh, is contained to? They were all on the Great Lakes right there, uh, basically going up towards Maine and right on the Great Lakes is where they were all uh, situated at. So not not out here in the West? No, 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 no. no. Dude, that was an, another hundred years. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were tribes out here. We had the Ute and well, the... Well, sure, uh, they, yeah, the, the natives were here, but, you know, there was no... Yeah, communication between them. They weren't no. traveling those vast distances out here. Uh Mountain ranges and rivers and all kinds of stuff between, yeah. I mean, which is why they played a part there because they were actually basically butting right up against the 13 colonies. So it was like, right. hey. And they did help with the uh, uh, Spanish American War. They helped out with the Revolutionary War. Then they helped out with the uh, were they war part with of the France. French and Indian War? I don't, I I don't know. I'm, yes. I'm sorry. Every time, every time uh, you guys say 13 colonies, it. it Harkens back to my grade school days when <laughs> trying to think of what all thirteen are. When, no. <laughs> well, no. When, so we learned this song about how to name all fifty states. 
Yeah, and it's this mnemonic device, of mm-hmm. course, and it's put to music. And so every time you say the 13 colonies, I'm like, of the 13 original colonies, <laughs> <laughs> shout them, scout them, tell all about them one by one till we've given a name to every state <laughs> in the USA. Yeah. Wow, I never uh, knew you could sing. Do you guys, do you, no. Can you name all 50 states? I can name all 50 uh, states in like 20 seconds. All right, we're timing you right now. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> I haven't done it for a while. <laughs> And I've had a couple oh, drinks. Come the caveats. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm gonna get the timer out throw, right now. I have to throw a couple caveats out there, and I may skip one, or I don't know. I'm, I may. That's the thing. Up. How do we okay. know you got them all? <laughs> have to, you can go. You can play this back later. All right. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Jesus Christ. 22 seconds. Boom! And that's after a couple cocktails. <laughs> that was pretty good, dude. All right, so Dan. I was with you for about 25 states, and then after that, I'm like, I don't fucking remember. I was just thinking. Plus, you, you did it in alphabetical order. I want to point that out. Right, right. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff uh, I learned yeah. in grade school set to music. Okay, now do it in order of population. No. <laughs> Utah uh, is about to, the same According place. to which year? 1912. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One of my many hidden talents. So I I actually was doing some research this week, not a whole lot, but about this specific topic. And I found one quote um, that goes back to 1744 about, about that connection. And this gentleman's name is Canasatigo, leader of the Onondaga Nation, spokesman for the Iroquois Confederation. But he was advising the British colonists... Um, and said, I'm assuming this is some sort of a loose translation since it's all in English. <laughs> <laughs> How did the British know what they're saying? Uh, I, Translators. I okay. Um, but he says, we heartily recommend union and a good agreement between you and, your bro- you and our brethren. Our wise forefathers established union and amity between the five nations. Um, this has made us formidable. This has given us great weight and authority with our neighboring nations. We're a powerful confederacy, and by our observing the same methods our wise forefathers have taken, you will acquire fresh strength and power. And um, it's widely believed that his admonition, um, and there's some other evidences, led some scholars to believe that uh, Native American, and particularly Iroquois government, served as models for the new nation's government. Um, so I just wanted to add that part. That's, yeah. that's It was difficult finding credible sources on this. Uh, a lot of it just kind of rang like, conspiracy a little bit to me you know but I, I you know i don't know for sure but this one this one seemed to be pretty legitimate so thought i'd throw that in there i mean you can't deny that it actually existed the actual confederation no yeah yeah, yeah no, so i mean and there has to have been an influence of some kind yeah because they, were, they existed in the same time and place like i was just picking this one subject out and i mean I didn't have time to really go through all of Thomas Paine's and all the other guys' stuff, but this was a big one. And the reason why I, I wanted to talk about this one because really no one – you don't get taught about the Native American connection to our Constitution or anything like that in school. It gets rushed over. We treat them as savages you see in an old Western right. movie or something, yeah. and they really weren't that way. They're the ones who started some, some, Thanksgiving, though. 
Yes. <laughs> that's that's like the bulk of, not the bulk, it's almost the bulk of what I was taught about Native Americans. In, was they in started school. Thanksgiving? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, and that's, that's I mean, I, I went to some part of my elementary school in Massachusetts, and, and there was a pretty heavy amount of that there. And then I moved to Utah, and it was all scalping and buffalo. I was like, that is a whole different story I wasn't aware of. Well, I'd actually... Tatunka. Yeah, through reading about yeah, Native American yeah. tribes, there's actually one where it said, Sue, isn't it? Uh, "The scalping didn't come from Native Americans." No, I know, I, I I've heard that. It yeah. came from the Europeans who were Doing told to them. that you get paid for every Indian scalp you take. Yeah, so the Native Americans were kind of pissed when it was like, "No, we don't take scalp. They take our scalps. Yeah. They cut our head heads off and wow. take them back as prizes for the European like empires." Pelts. Yeah, that's wow. just proof, I guess. Barbarians. If he had a big head, he might get two scalps and two two times the money. Yeah, well, it's like it's like earthworms, right? You can split them in half and yep. sell them. I think it is just like earthworms. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was probably bad. You're right. <laughs> well, Matt, do you have any uh, news for this week? I, I have see some you got news, some, some, some papers newses. laid out. Yeah, I have some Fox Newses. Ooh, no, I don't. My, Did my you hear what Fox kind of- News said? Fox News itself? Yes. What did Fox News itself say? Global warming is real. What? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. It was on a daily show. Wait. It was a snippet from Fox News where they're talking about the ice uh, sheets melting, and they said global warming is real. But how much of that do they accept? But, well, and what do you mean by Fox News said this? Are That's we talking true, yeah. about... Like, Fox News, like, cable Fox News, like... Well, Sean I mean, Hannity. Like a specific not, not Sean Hannity, no. Or, not Sean Hannity, no, not Bill no. O'Reilly, not Megyn Kelly. Uh, it was one of the guys, I can't remember what his name was. Uh, one of the main, I can see his face and hear his voice. He sounds dumb. Shepard? Shepard Smith? Shepard Smith. He's one of the more... It was probably Combs. It was, it was one of the guys you <laughs> want Combs expect. still on Fox? Have they, have they given him anything? I don't know, dude. I, he's always had a backseat on that show anyway. Yeah. But I was actually he's, watching The Daily Show this morning on Hulu. It's one of the newer episodes, so if you got Hulu, really? go back and watch it. One of the newer ones is right as his opening monologue, talking about global warming, and he, you know, he's like, "Oh, I think I'm dead." Global warming, Fox News just you admitted to it. You know what I think is it. really weird about like half of Antarctica is gone, and now they're like, "All right, you fuckers are right," you know. After they, but yet ninety percent of their life is believing shit they can't fucking see. But when it comes to stuff like science, they got to see way too much. Well, no, because you know, it's got to be so far gone that it's that it can't. You know, it can't be my my true theory with Fox News is if Obama says it's right, they say it's wrong. Well, of course, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they need completely irrefutable evidence. Like, I'm trying to remember what movie it was, and one of the actors in the movie said, "You wouldn't know," and I can't remember what the topic was, but I think it was Dan Aykroyd maybe talking in in a movie in the '80s. Whoa! But you wouldn't know. Whatever, unless even if it fell out of the sky, landed on your face, and started to wiggle. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. How was he in it? I can't remember. He what did movie a lot of movies in the eighties, though. Wasn't the Ghostbusters? Yeah, Ghostbusters, Trading Great places. Outdoors, Trading right. Places. Mm-hmm. I, I think it might have been deal. Great Outdoors. I don't know, and it might not even have been Dan Aykroyd. Oh, well, we're well. sure to get it then. It could, <laughs> it could have been, but I don't know. Maybe he said it in Ghostbusters three. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is actually not from Fox News, but um, but there was a recent poll done that said that though atheists are still the most mistrusted group in the U.S., um, 
and a godless politician is the least likely candidate to win votes in a presidential election. Um, atheist leader Todd Stiefel or Stiefel, and I'm not sure how to pronounce that one. I believe it's Stiefel. Stiefel, okay. He is celebrating a lot of hope in the fine print, I don't know why it's fine print, of a new Pew Research survey on political leanings. True, 53% of Americans said they are least said they are least likely to choose a candidate who doesn't believe in God, according to a survey conducted in April. But in 2007, that number was 63%. And those who said a candidate's lack of belief didn't matter to, the, to their vote rose from 32 in 2007 to 41% today. Only two other categories of candidates shown, showed a sharper shift toward more favorable views, gay or lesbian candidates and candidates over 70 which is interesting, but I still think it's funny because all three of those categories are discrimination. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, and, and some form of bigotry. But um, if you're over seventy, eh, you know, but gay and it's, lesbian or atheist, it I, shouldn't I matter. I, I don't know why you're that's such a, an ageist. <laughs> well, no, I, I get what I get. What Todd is trying to say. Todd is super nice guy. Yeah. Really, really nice guy. Um, and I get what he's saying. I mean, yeah, sure, it's really shitty that, you know, atheists are still the most denigrated minority group among all of these others that are listed. But it's encouraging to see that those numbers are changing. Yeah, they're, they're getting better every yep. year. And it's not because we're being quiet. It's not because we're trying to be super diplomatic about everything. It's not because we've decided to take a seat at the back of the yeah. bus. It's because we're being more outspoken. We're doing a lot more events. We're we're letting the public know that yeah, there are tons and tons of atheists out yeah. there and around you. You may not know it necessarily because we're not constantly trying to ram atheism down your throat, contrary to what many Christians may may believe or, or say otherwise. But we're out there and we're much more much more visible, and so people realize much as they did with the gay community that. You know, atheists aren't evil people. Yeah. They're not awful people. They're regular people just like anybody else. And I think the more that, as an atheist community, that people get out and they do stuff and are more vocal, it gives the people that are kind of sitting on the sidelines being like, well, I don't really want to I don't really want to say anything. I'm just going to shut up. Be kind of like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start joining in. I'm going to start being a little more activist. I mean, that's kind of how I was. I was kind of sitting on the sidelines for a long time. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I want to be more active in this and I want to get out and do more. And I think it's seeing other atheists do it kind of give you the courage to say, no, I can do that too. I can get out and I can help and I can contribute to, I guess, the movement of being an atheist or being trying to make atheists acceptable and let people realize we're not actually evil baby eating people. Yeah, but that's that, that <laughs> contributing is a way different thing than just throwing it in every chance you get. Right. No, but and I mean, so, but what I mean is like, uh, I don't know if I want to, I won't name names, but, and I was just talking to my sister about this on the way here, but I was listening to a podcast and it's a guy that I think, you know, he's okay, but he's pretty famous. And he converted to Catholicism when he was 41 from Presbyterianism. And I thought, what the hell did you see that made you think, oh yeah, that shit's that, right. You know, like my God's a, not real. That but, God is real. But beside that. He he had he was doing an interview and he was talking to somebody on the podcast and he was telling a story about putting his son to bed and as soon as he started talking about his son you could hear a bird chirp that was obviously outside he does the podcast in his garage and immediately he goes right to his guest and he's like see 
You can't tell me there's no God. I mentioned my son in the birds chirp. You know, <laughs> when does a fuck? I mean, forget about how ridiculous that is. But when does a fucking atheist be like every non sequitur? Yeah, I, I just mentioned my son and not a goddamn noise. You can't tell me there's no there, there's got to be no God, right? Every non sequitur I can think of is proof that God exists. Yeah. It's crazy the way <laughs> using using co- coincidence to back up your belief oh, that something is. It's not even that much. I mean, it's just. But, I mean, the bird chirps coincidence. There's a lot of things like, oh, thing, God saved like, me from this car accident because I had to pee or something. I mentioned God, right. and then my stomach gurgled because I also need to fart. But that means that God exists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I mean, he I'm, warned my me point is, fart. <laughs> <laughs> he usually doesn't do that. <laughs> this is your warning. Your one and only warning that you will be. <laughs> <laughs> you will be damaging somebody's nostrils very, very soon. We we, we usually only know because his beard starts waving. <laughs> so anyway, but my point is, we don't try to force it into every possible situation, right. you know. But we do get that in return. Yeah, yeah. You know, we hear that shit all the fucking time, and nobody, you're not sensitive to it unless you disagree. Which is a minority, and most people don't want to. You know, they're not out. So you know, it, it's kind of funny. And I didn't, I didn't think about it much until uh, yesterday when I was playing golf. But last week when I was out playing golf, <laughs> <laughs> over, over the weekend I was, I was playing with a. I had a match play tournament with a, in the in the league that I participate in here locally, and the the kid that I was playing with was like, hey. You know, finally I get to, you know, play with you and, and have a chance to talk to you more. I've seen you on the news a couple times, and, you know, I, I'm totally in line with what you believe and, and or don't believe. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. This is great. You're a really cool guy, whatever. And we're playing our round and having a good time. You know, I had a really good time uh, uh, playing with this kid. And we get up to one of the holes along the golf course, and they have a course marshal. You know, they, they have them interspersed through different holes just to make sure that everybody's not out there fucking around and you're, you know, you're making good time during your round and everything. And I can't remember what T-shirt I was wearing. It was one of my atheist-themed T-shirts. And I didn't think much about it at the time until yesterday. But, but so last week I'm out golfing. We get up to this hole. There's a course marshal out there, and she she's like, oh, are you the Ellis group? And I said, yeah. And she says, oh. And she looks down at my shirt and she says, oh, the weather today is so perfect, you know. It's a little bit cool and overcast and it's a little windy, but gosh, you know, it's so wonderful. I just feel so blessed. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah fucking weather is awesome today, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's great. I'm having a great round. This is a lot of fun, whatever. I didn't think much about it until I was approaching that same hole yesterday and and saw the, the, the course marshal sitting there and just two holes prior to that, I had been playing, and and it was a little sequence of events anyway led to a guy, like, running up to me from the next hole over, and I had a T-shirt on that said, Nothing Fails Like Prayer. <laughs> and so the guy on, the, on one of the holes next to the one that I was playing comes running up to me, and he's like, Hey, I just wanted to say thanks. You know, I've seen you around. I love your shirt, and I just wanted to come over and shake your hand and say, You know, I think you're awesome, and what you guys are doing is great, and whatever. And I was like, hey, that's awesome. So then like two holes later, I get up to this course marshal, and I'm thinking about the interaction I just had with this guy a couple holes before, and then it clicks in my mind what this lady actually said to me the week before. Like, <laughs> she was trying to be overtly 
Christian yeah. in what she was saying to me. Yeah. And at the time, I just I was just like, hey, yeah, it's great. It's a fucking ass. It's awesome. I love playing golf. This is great. Sure, you're blessed. Fantastic. And then we get up to this next hole, and and so yesterday, like she didn't. She didn't even say boo to me. Like, we drove past, and I, I waved, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And she just kind of kept her b- nose buried in her book, and I walked up to the T-Block, and the other guys that we were playing with, you know, she's like, oh, uh, I just need to confirm that you guys are the Ellis group, and that your your tea time was at whatever time, and yeah, you, you guys are making good time. You, you're, you're fine. And that was it. But like, she didn't even say hi to me or anything, and, and then it clicked to me. I was like, oh. Right, I remember what you said yeah. last week. Did she notice the guy run up to you and being? Oh, I don't know. You? She she may have, but well. So here's the here's the thing that that first occurs to me when you tell that story. Um, maybe maybe it's not quite apples to apples, but it makes me think of the LGBT movement. And you know, I have a 13 year old son who's in junior high, and you know, we play a lot of video games and this and that. And sometimes. He'll say things like, oh, I can't believe that zombie just killed me. That was freaking gay. <laughs> right? And I'll remind him. Well, actually, I ask him, are you using that as a slur word? I mean, is that is that a negative thing? What would he, you know? Um, and he re- he recognizes. And, you know, well, just, uh, you know whatever. And All my friends little, are saying it, Todd. Yeah. yeah he, he doesn't. Don't be such yeah, killjoy. He doesn't really play that game. But, I mean, he kind of, yeah, no, I just, I don't know, I just. Yeah, I don't, he doesn't have. He's not really, you know, he doesn't have an issue. But I just, I have to remind him, you know, yeah. that that's, you know, it's people are sensitive to that, and it's not, you know, it's not really an appropriate way to express. I mean, there's so many other words you can use that are totally neutral, right? Yeah, and that Christian just killed me. But when no. he, when people come up and and are so in your face, right? She's looking at your shirt. Oh, I'm so blessed, you know. You know, maybe it's not a moment to be like. Fuck you, bitch. You know, it's not that kind of thing, right? But is it a situation where, you know, we want to just bring attention to it and say, hey, you know, uh, no. I mean, it's just, I mean, weather patterns are predictable. We know climatology is a thing. We have, you know, we understand well, how meteorology. Yeah. Well, and the weather that day wasn't even very nice. I mean, it was, it kept going from like overcast and windy and cold to the yeah. sun would yeah. come out and you get hot. And I mean, it was, uh, well, I'm it was thinking one of those, she obviously did it on. Yeah, Purpose. it was one of those typical Utah yeah. late spring days yeah. where the weather changes like yeah. five minutes at a time, you know. Well, and even if, even even if she really thought that was the case, I mean, it's an you know obviously there's confirmation bias, but I'm just saying is it, you know immediately I think is this a situation where it's worth bringing attention to? I mean, or is it one of those things that I mean because there's a lot of atheists that are like, well, you got to pick your battles. I mean, because we're in a really delicate yeah. part of the fight right now. Um, LGBT community is quite a bit ahead of us at this point, um, but I think we do take a lot of cues from what they've done. And I'm I, I just, I mean, I, I know I'm bringing it down a little bit to a more serious note, but I'm just wondering if that's one of those fights that's worth, you know, hey, no, well, yeah, and you're, I, and you're I, wrong. You know, I, I kind of wondered that myself. Like, yeah. you know, of course, last week it just, you know, flew right over my head. It wasn't even a thought in my mind, whatever. And then this week I thought more about it, and I thought, okay, had I noticed exactly what she was saying and and the reasons why she was saying it, you know the motivation behind it, had I actually if I had actually noticed that last week, would I have said anything? Honestly, I don't think I would have. I think I would have just said, yeah, yeah, okay, great, good for you. You know, it's it is a nice yeah. day, and I, I mean, I and I think that is probably part of the difference between 
you know, Christians saying that atheists are always trying to shove atheism down their throats and whatever else. And that doesn't, I mean, the facts really just don't bear that out. No, you know, no I don't, no. anytime somebody says, God bless you, I don't say, yeah, oh, right. fuck you. Don't say that to me again, yeah. you stupid retard. You know, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to come over there and slap <laughs> you or punch you in the throat or whatever. I just say thanks. Yeah. The reason why they say that is because they're sensitive to anything that's contrary because they've had centuries of just been able to steamroll through whatever, you know. And the fact, the fact that you're at least currently the president of the Atheists of Utah, and that statement was still so casual to you. Right. Right. So that, that, just flew that, right over my that head. speaks to exactly how casual this rhetoric is in our society. And well, so yeah. what I'm saying is, I mean, is it worth bringing attention to, you know, or sensitizing people, even religious people, to those kinds of comments? Or, or is that a fight that's just well, not, I, I not think there? Are we there yet? Or are, we, are we? If someone wants to say that as their own personal opinion, I got no problem with it. You know, me being, I like to keep up on what the weather's going to be like this whole, like, next week. I might have been, yeah, today's nice, but, you know, we got a low-pressure system coming in off the coast right now. <laughs> it's going to push in some really nasty weather. So I'm going to get my golf in this week because next week's going to be pretty crappy. I'll, like, bet, I'll bet science. Jesus didn't communicate that to you on a one-to-one -one, on -one -one basis. Yeah, so was Satan in control from November to March? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Depending on whichever weather you well, like. I, maybe you're a skier and you really, really yeah. love the snow. Uh, if, and if you think about it, God's probably in control then because it's cold out. Like, it is up in the sky. Yeah. In the summer, Satan's taking over because it's really freaking well, hot. And, oh, and, right. I get, and I get what you're saying. Like, you know, we, we do have to pick our battles. And, and no, we don't need to confront every little thing. But I mean, there are there are situations like that where, had I noticed, and and if I had the time to sit down and talk to her, I may have done, you know, what what like why Peter Bogosian advocates in in his book, um, uh, should I the title escapes me right now, how to make an atheist or whatever, um, where you know little comments like that can be used as teaching moments to or questioning moments to say you know, do you really think that you know you personally are blessed with the weather that we're having today. Yeah. So I guess I guess my point really is this then. If I'm in a public situation like that and somebody says, oh, man, I totally sliced that into the fucking trees, dude. That was so gay. I can look at them and be like, hmm, and just kind of give them like a weird look and like I'm not really responding. And they know exactly why. Right. You know what I mean? But the consciousness... You don't have to be hugely confrontational. Sure, that. but that's because it's been that. You know what I mean? Like, the consciousness of that has been raised already. But for the atheist movement, it's not to that point yet where someone says, oh, we're so blessed, or God bless you for sneezing or something, or we can be like, huh, okay. Yeah. And well, they'd be and, like, and oh, shit, yeah. And, you know, you're absolutely right. And I I have to admit to something that, you know, even even as recently as I think it was not last year, it was probably two years ago, I was sitting at a Utes football game, and somebody sitting a few rows away from me had white sunglasses on. And there's, it's probably just the the, you know, being being a child product of the '80s and '90s. Like I see guys in white sunglasses and and white, you know, wearing white belts and stuff, and I'm like, You're like why know, was Kanye West at a Utes game? <laughs> I'm thinking, was what a douchebag. And so I so I posted out on Facebook like. You know, white sunglasses are so gay, and oh. and one of my gay friends, and and I didn't mean it as necessarily like it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, no, I know, I know. You know, it was it was a fairly innocent comment from me. Yeah. I mean, I 
wasn't meant and to be I, derogatory. Right, and it's not that I've just become, you know, a gay advocate in the last two years or anything. I mean, I've yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. openly supportive of the LGBTQ community for several years, decades. But, you know, it, so I posted that out there, and one of my gay friends commented on there and said, Hey, Dan, you know, I agree with you like 99% of the time, and I think you're wonderful, you're a good advocate, whatever. But when I hear or see people use terms like that, and and they use it in a in a derogatory way or in a denigrating way, yeah. you know, I have to question why you would do that. Do you think that's okay, or did you not think about it, or mm-hmm. or whatever? And I thought, well, shit, you know, now I feel really bad. Like yeah. it wasn't even a conscious thought in my mind at all. And I'm glad that he called me out on it. But at the same time, I had a couple other <laughs> I had a couple other gay friends who who posted comments like, no. I totally agree with you, Dan. They're they're fucking gay. <laughs> sure, I wouldn't sure. even say they're gay. They're queer. They're homo. Whatever. And these are this is coming from my gay friends. But I totally understand, you know, why my why my one friend. Thanks, Jay. I really appreciate it. <laughs> to this to this day, I mean, two years later, I still think about it. Um, that that he pointed that out, and I haven't used it since. Yeah, I think a lot of words kind of fall in that category. Like I was just you saying that made me think of I don't know if you've heard of a. A guy on YouTube, he called himself the Ponce Man. Uh, he made a show, a whole the series Ponce called, Man? yeah. Uh, he made a whole series called The Retarded Policeman. The guy has Down syndrome, and he, his brother and him make these shows, and they do a lot of them. But when uh, Tropical Thunder was coming out, a lot of the people were objecting to it because they used the word retard in it a lot. Right. Well, he comes out, and he's like, I'm a retard. I got Down syndrome. I know I'm a retard. I, I play it up because this is why I'm famous. This is why I get movie roles because I'm a because I'm a retard. Yeah. He's like, it doesn't offend me. It's a word. Because if you take such offense to a word like that, maybe you should rethink yourself. Well, and I guess I guess the difference there, or not even a not even a difference, but but a a, a point of clarification would be that sure, maybe he isn't offended by no, that, but people but are other people are yes, and and we should you know we should try to be conscientious of people yes of everybody, not just you know certain people who. Who may be part of that minority that that don't necessarily care about it, but when we're when we're talking about a broader population, we should do whatever we can to not be offensive. I guess. Yeah, and I think I think the key is if you're not a part of that minority group that's uh, being referred to, then you need to kind of take cues from that group as to how what's appropriate, what they you know what um, my so so the term I'm white, so the term cracker refers to slave holders that cracked the whips, right? They were whip crackers. Is that why I didn't that's know what that it, that yeah, was that's the genesis of that? Okay. Yep. Um, and I wouldn't say that, you know, I have any kind of like, I'm not crazy offended by the term necessarily, but I don't have any ancestors at all that held slaves. I have a great number of ancestors who sacrificed quite a lot to go fight for the union to free those slaves. Uh, but none of them's held slaves. Um, so being called a cracker you know, is in a lot of ways meant to be derogatory. Um, but that's that's a case where I can say, hey, um, it's not actually accurate, you know, and I don't totally take offense to it or whatever, and this is how you can approach me about that word or that phrasing. But to turn it around, I don't have the right to just freely use whatever a word I want for any other group's that I don't belong to, and say, no, this is gonna, ha- this is how I'm going to use it, and I don't care what you feel about it. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not no, calling like, you out. I'm just saying there's, there's, there's got to yeah. be a, a sensitivity if you're not a member of that particular group. Like so I whatever would, they say, I mean, it's you got to, you know. I, I, I would say that you know, as, it's a broad term. If you know the word cracker or honky doesn't really offend me, I don't know but if you honky, came, if you know. came right up to me <laughs> and right to my face and called me a cracker or honky, I might get offended with that one and want to swing. Is, what is the el- what is the etymology of honky? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't know, but I know it's. Sounds weird. I don't know. I think I, I kind of like the term honky. Do you? Because it yeah. sounds funny. Like, it's one of those words yeah. that just sounds funny. Like, if they call me a drunk Irishman, I'm like, probably. Yeah. Well, you are Ryan Patrick Duffy. Yes. After all. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no lying there. <laughs> uh, I was going to try to do a voice, but then I remembered how last time I tried to <laughs> the do leprechaun? some other voice and it became a yeah. leprechaun. So if I tried to do a leprechaun. <laughs> I would probably you, be Michelle Sean Bachman Connery would come out. <laughs> Michelle Bachman, yeah, that's that's what I was doing. Yeah, I, honestly, I thought your Bachman was really, really good after I warmed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Then we both <laughs> stared at you like, "Oh my god, I know that you got it." Is, is like, she sitting the- here? <laughs> <laughs> and I froze. It was awesome. We, were, I was, was in funny. awe. Honestly, uh, it was inspiring. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, we got to incorporate more accents and voices. <laughs> yeah. Impre- Dan is a good impressionist. You have no idea. He hasn't even. We we do all this pre-podcast banter, and we we're scraping the, the surface of the. Yeah, we've had we've had a number of them. I am a good impressionist, as far as you know. <laughs> yeah, we haven't actually really heard them yet. He <laughs> just true. says like, he is. It's like self self no, self reported. We've got two or, two or three word lines. We got we've had a Cartman. We've had a you you did a little walk in a little bit. You know, I used to earlier. I used to slip into walk in. Accidentally, all the time, if I'd had too many drinks, just like no, no, that's no. that's not the way you do it. No, no, <laughs> you're, you're, you're all wrong here. The way you're doing that, <laughs> but I would do it accidentally, like perfectly, and I didn't even mean to. And someone would go, "Oh my god, are you trying to do Christopher Walken right now?" Walking? <laughs> no, I'm just. No, I'm drunk. a little bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it just comes out. It's crazy. I love him. <laughs> Pineapples are they're good. They're like, they're like paper cuts for your tongue. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> All right. I have another news thing here from a guy, uh, Pastor James Garlow of Skyline Church in San Diego. Um, he's convinced that President Obama is responsible for morally and economically destroying a wonderful experiment called America. Uh Hmm. He specifically attacked Obama's policies on health care and marriage equality and predicted that one day abortion clinics will become killing center museums that people will tour in a fashion similar to modern day tours of Nazi concentration camps. That that just basically flies in the face of that that flies in the face of all evidence to the contrary. I mean, the economy is stronger. Yeah. We have we have people finding jobs more easily, more often. Um I would guess that if you looked, abortion rates are down year over year from when George W. Bush was yeah. president. Yeah. We've pulled out of Iraq and are leaving Afghanistan this year. I mean, to say that he's ruined America, what the fuck was this guy's view of of what America should be? I mean, should we have more people incarcerated? Should our economy be shittier? Should more people be out of work? What are his what What is his ideal America? What does his ideal America look like? I would guess that his ideal America doesn't include a black man sitting in the White House. 
That's, or that's probably right. Yeah, the LGBT community being allowed to marry. Well, that's true too. But I, yeah. I, I'm also curious what his definition of actually of quote killing is. If he's going to call this a killing center, you know, similar to Nazi. I mean, first first of all, it's Godwin's law, right? He's already invoked Hitler. Yeah, and and he hasn't even had any objections. Right. So, but you know, what about? I mean, swatting a fly or a mosquito is that killing or is that not killing? I mean, those are fully formed life forms, right? Sure. They're not as important as human beings. Though. Okay. So then it's the definition of when it's a human. Right. Which So for him it's at conception, I guess, right? A so, clump of so, cells so is a human yeah. being. Yeah, zygote. Yeah. Right. But so a fly trap is a slaughterhouse. Sure. I would bet that he kills spiders and flies w- and mosquitoes. I, w- I would bet and... that he's a hunter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's a gun owner and he's a and, you know. Oh. I, I'm not I'm not saying that's an issue. <laughs> I, that's fine. That's fine, but I'm but I'm just saying there can be a major inconsistency in holding this kind of a view, which you don't, and oh, motioning to Ryan, yeah. right, <laughs> and going out and you know killing a deer or an elk every you know I, I'm not saying I have a problem with that, but I'm just saying if he's going to define killing in 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 Hitler oh, yeah. terms um, as getting rid of a few cells and then goes and kills an elk and that's fine. I think there's an inconsistency. What in about the screams of all of those carrots who are killed every day? <laughs> I know. I can't watch those videos, man. Maynard would tell us all about the screams of the carrots. <laughs> I guess I, I always object to it when uh, they attribute abortion to murder. Uh, I guess in my view, you know, there should be caps on it definitely from when you are allowed to have an abortion. But when if it's an early one... I mean, it's like you were saying, it's a clump of cells. There's no brain. There's no spinal cord. No if, nervous if system. You gave, yeah. If you had to have an emergency C-section, it would not keep growing and survive. Dude, it wouldn't even be – dude, it would be a fucking – it wouldn't even be a C-section. It would be a period. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You, you, could, you could be carrying that around and, and have a miscarriage and not even know that you were pregnant yeah. in the first yeah. place and have a miscarriage and think that you just had a heavy flow that month, a late heavy flow. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, an abortion to a woman is a very personal thing, which is why I also sure, hate when these sure. countries, or not countries, these states, I, I, mean, I was thinking of Texas, I thought, they are kind of, <laughs> they, 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 they want to be their own country. Because yeah. they, uh, they are already. Uh, like basically doing Sorry, the, uh, where you have to have your uh, clinic within so far of an actual hospital, so they're basically, then they won't allow clinics to build so close to a hospital, so they got to shut down, yeah. uh, force you to watch a video, wait what is it, 48 hours, and go through all this stuff just to make you, the woman, feel like a, trying to make them feel bad about the decision they're making. Right. When it probably is already a hard decision they're making in the first place. Yeah. So why make it any harder on them? Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I would imagine that the number of women who have abortions for fun <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. is non-existent if, if, you know, is very, very tiny if not non-existent. I mean, nobody wants to have an abortion. It's not like people are going out yeah. and having sex like, I can't wait till the next time I have sex so that I can get pregnant and go and have an abortion. Yeah. This will be awesome. I mean, so, there's there's the side of it where it's it's to save the mother's life, where it's like, hey, you know, by the uh, way, yeah. your child is going to be stillborn. It's not developing inside you right now. That reminds me of that You can either bring it to term and give birth to a stillborn child or you can abort it right now. And I'd actually read one where it was the woman in Texas, and she said, she was already distraught with the fact that her child was not forming and it was stillborn, and they were making her see ultrasounds of her already dead yeah. Yeah, fetus. Yeah. 
I know personally women who have become pregnant, lost the child, or or lost the fetus uh, during pregnancy, or or have been informed that you know the fetus is dead. It's not viable in utero, yeah. mm-hmm. and have gone to their LDS bishop or stake president or both, and said, "This is what's going on. What should I do about it?" And their their religious leader has said, "You need to carry it to term or as long as you can." That's bullshit. How fucking damaging is that to somebody? Yeah, for real. If I mean, my, my only thought thing of that is if you have a basically a dead fetus inside that is no longer accepting nutrition from the mother's body anymore, you've basically got a rotting fetus inside of a sack oh, inside of your right uterus. Right, Jesus but you Christ. you cannot go you cannot go and have that removed because that's an abortion. Yes, yeah. an abortion is bad. It's. Well, and so what's what's the alternative? You do like that Brazilian girl? What was she fucking nine years old or some ridiculous age? Got raped and, and impregnated. They forced her to, and she had twins and had to abort, or she would fucking die. And the Catholic Church um, excommunicated her for abortion, but not the fucking guy that did the abortion, just her. That's fucking disgusting. Uh, Making me ragey. Yeah, I know. I know. We went from fucking walking to fucking yeah. You got any so, good news there? Uh, yeah, this 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 guy goes on. Um, he explained that he'd taken people on tours of the Auschwitz concentration camp in Germany, prompting people to ask him, "How could this happen? Where were people?" That's the whole sentence. Where oh, where, where were, were people? Where were people? Where were people? Where were people? Um, and then. How could the church be silent? The church? And that... Which church is that? Yeah, well, I don't... You know, but I I kind of understand the question, but at the same time, it's like, you know, clearly they don't understand that they were backing Hitler, or at least least not opposing him. The Catholic Church? Oh, yeah, there's there's several pictures of it. When they say the church, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're in Utah. (laughs) Unless you're in Utah, then you think it's the Mormons, yeah, but no. Um, but, But I also wonder how the church could have been silent. For Auschwitz, you know, but but excommunicate a nine-year-old rape victim. Well, I, mean, I wonder that too. So that's a great question. Times are different at that time. I mean, not saying Hitler was a good guy, uh, but he was a very good speaker. He well, was able sure. to convince people. Well, and how much power does a nine-year-old girl hold within the church? Yeah, I mean, she's she's not a man. She she's not she's, ta- she's, she's not, not giving to the collection. Yeah, plate. she's not she's not throwing a ton of money in the into the collection plate. I mean, what what is she honestly to the Catholic Church other than a broodmare? That's sad. I <laughs> seriously. I it, mean, yeah, they, yeah. You know, when when it comes down to it, what yeah. what do they know, care about just, her other than breeding more Catholics? It's just, it's just one of those sort of rare moments when both Ryan and I are both like stumped. That's <laughs> you know that yeah. I uh, I don't know. It's so disgusting. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's kind of the truth. I mean trying to teach oh, them that totally that's is. that's what a, a woman's purpose is is to have children, be a homemaker, and don't you know be submissive to your husband and whatever. Like no I matter actually, fucking what, right? Not just uh, be submissive, but no matter yeah. fucking what. Uh, I, I saw it on the news this morning. I can't remember if it actually happened here in Utah or where it happened. But the guy who was now in jail for raping his wife because he said it was her duty to have sex with Oh, her. God. You know, and I have to I have to uh, put a little bit of the blame yeah. on this kind of thing to Dr. Laura Schlesinger. 
I use not the term, a, who is not a doctor. Yeah, I was going to say, I use the term doctor very, very loosely because she's written books and has given talks repeatedly on just that. Yeah. If you're married, it's not rape. If you're married, you have to do what your husband wants you to Which do. Is, if you want to maintain your marriage and have a, hel- a healthy, in quotes, relationship with your husband. Bullshit. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you want. Doesn't matter if you're in pain, if you have whatever going on. If your husband wants sex, fucking do it. If it's, if it's, I mean, forcible sex is rape no matter what. Right. It doesn't matter if you're married, doesn't matter if you're 70 and been married for 50 years. It's, it's wrong. It's got to be consensual. (laughs) Sure. Uh, You know, but I mean, but to them, it's not there. They have the mindset that I am the man. I am above you. So you do whatever I tell you to do. I I can't see. I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just, I'm trying to, I just can't picture. I mean, I don't know. I, this whole subservience and I like, you know, my my girlfriend and I don't a hundred percent agree on everything. You know, often we do, but she and I think differently on some things. We feel differently about some things, and sometimes it's almost like you're two different people. What? It just blew my <laughs> mind, Dan. <laughs> because it would be weird if we weren't. Right. <laughs> um, but sometimes I'm right, and sometimes she is. And it's fucking awesome when it works like that. You know, one of us will just be like, oh, geez, yeah. Shit, I didn't think of that. Um, that's actually better. You know, and, and you have this relationship and you move forward. You know what I'm saying? And it's like if, if one is subservient and the other one's constantly right, when they're right or they're not right, I, I, I don't know, dude. How do you, who wants that? Well, how I mean, cool is it just learning something from somebody else? Yes. Yeah. Like you, you've proven that I was wrong. That's fucking awesome. Thank you very I much. Been, now I know. And I, now I'm yeah. in the know. I would have been stuck in that fucking rut for the next thirty years. Yeah. Thank you very much for correcting me and pointing out where I was wrong on something. I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, but I, but I, but I seriously, I mean, this is, you know, I don't, I don't want to get graphic, but you know, and I won't. But I do kind of question the the man that has the mentality that it's sexually attractive to to do something when there's not consent. That's disturbing. Well, I don't think it mattered to him. Okay, fair enough. I That's mean, fucking disturbing. It is. Yeah. It is. It's uh I mean, I think if you're at that level, you basically have no That's what I'm no saying. No conscience. A- you have no way of knowing wow, this is what I'm doing right now is completely wrong. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. It's 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 whatever he wants and yeah. that's it. And that the that the the fucking power erection is disgusting, dude. It's Anyway, kind of like uh, a serial killer would act. That bothers me. Um, so anyway, if anyone remembers where we are, uh, <laughs> this guy from California who thinks America is heading Auschwitz way has a prediction for the United States. Um, that's what we're going to say. Sometime there are going to be tours in the future, in the future through abortuaries. Oh, he says the killing centers of America. And say, where was the church? Wait, wait. We don't have a voice for this guy. Where was the church? Where was the church? Where was the church? Where were you, Grandpa, when this was going on? Were you silent? He was just eating his lima beans and human body parts. I was thinking of the a movie. Lima beans and human body <laughs> No, farva beans. It's, uh, oh, farva, yeah, farva yeah, beans is what it was. It wasn't lima beans. Yeah. Silence of the Lamb. Silence of the Lamb. There we go. Oh, what's a lotion in the basket? I'm sorry, that was totally off subject there. <laughs> um, 
History is going to be very kind to those of us who stood for one man, one woman marriage, which history has for 5,000 years until we suddenly had this epiphany. We don't need a mom and a dad anymore, which I think is funny because it is not going to be fucking kind to these assholes. No, 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 no. no. But not only that, but he throws an argument from tradition and a 6,000 year old earth in the same fucking argument. In one sentence, he lumps both of those fallacies. Yeah. It will not be any more kind of these fucking assholes than the ones who were against interracial marriage. Yeah, yeah. and they look yeah. exactly the same. Right. And their arguments are the same. They're religious their religious argu- Yeah, exactly. Exactly and the same. A homosexuality is not a new thing. Uh, yeah. It's been around forever. Uh, and to say that homosexuality, allowing them to get married is going to be the destruction of our society. No, all that will allow is them to... Sh- Show their love to each other, share benefits with each other, have death rights, be able to visit themselves in the hospital. Because guess what? If you tell them they can't get married, they're not going to go out and marry a fucking woman. And to have a family together. Yes. And be able to provide and care for their children more efficiently and effectively than outside the laws and rights that are granted specifically through marriage. I mean, as we've seen lately, we've had, what, two states fall this month? I mean, and, our, even, and even the the marriages that have already happened in Utah. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which are now Which legally enforced as valid. Yeah. Those seventeen days. Yeah. And uh, the only fight, other fight we got going. Well, we still have the Supreme Court fight is going to happen, but then we have the fight with the uh, the two women trying the world with one trying to adopt the the child. Where they said, and I, I'm hoping I can't remember the judge's name. I'm hoping he gets found in contempt for not following federal laws. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, any of them should be because there absolutely is. I mean, give me, okay, anybody listening that thinks they have a secular, non religious reason for uh, opposing marriage equality, email us. Godless Revolution at Gmail because it's bullshit. There isn't one. There isn't one. And I guarantee you, Ellen is way fucking cooler than your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Not my mom. Okay. My mom. Um,. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Uh, oh yeah, so this guy's this guy was also uh, took a leading role in organizing clergy in California to pass Prop Eight. Um, of course. So yeah, of course. But I mean, I, I, he must have been working with a lot of Mormons then too, because they were big time pushing on. You know, y'all what like five million dollars of it? No, they? thirty. Thirty. Oh, it's thirty. Thirty million. Jesus Christ! I I I, I under. I forgot the number. Now Try I'm astonished. Six times that number. Now, now I'm astonished again at the amount of money that they flooded into California yeah. to stop. If any, of, if you haven't seen the debate, um, it's an intelligence squared debate with uh, two Catholic. This I don't know. One guy from Central Africa somewhere, and then Ann Whitcomb, and then they were they were debating against Stephen Fry and Christopher Hitchens. On is the Catholic Church a force for good in the world? Look that up. Was it on YouTube? It's fantastic. I think I've seen they it. They cover a lot of this kind of shit, and the they get Hitchens and Fry absolutely fucking destroy them. I, I, I always laugh whenever I see the video with the guy in Africa saying to eat the oh, poo. I, I almost poo poo the poo poo. I feel bad for that guy because he was so. I, I I think he didn't do like I don't know how much media they have. But he they don't seemed, have YouTube yet. So he, he seems didn't know. well. I don't mean in Africa, but I mean I mean because of his religious. Yes, you know I don't know if he's on. He's probably not. I don't know. But he seemed so underprepared to handle Hitchens. Wait, oh, I mean, who is? No, no, no. Sure, <laughs> sure. Actually, Stephen Fry did a fantastic job too. But but sh- this guy got thoroughly. I yeah. mean, because he he came up 
and gave his thing, you know, and it was a sort of a mediocre kind of blah, you know, sort of argument. And then at the end, he kind of was like, no, so who here is left not thinking that the Catholic Church is a force for good? Kind of like he'd already won. And the next speaker was Hitchens. And he got fucking shredded. He got hitch slapped. Oh, God, dude. (laughs) So look that up. Intelligence Squared. It's awesome. Well, when you think God is on your side, then of course you're going to win the debate. Yeah, you don't really need to prepare. Jesus, I mean, it was bad. Yeah, I felt. I mean, not. I I don't feel bad for Catholics that often, but in that case, I was. Oh, it was embarrassing. I'm really looking forward to uh, the Dillahunty versus Side Side Kate debate. That'll be awesome. <laughs> when is that happening? I remember I saw this month yeah, on the. Is it? Next week, I think, isn't it? Oh, when I'm yeah, gone, it's coming up like the 31st? 29th. 20, is it the 31st? I'll be back then. And toward the end of this month. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 31st. I, I remember when he, uh, Matt Dillahunty posted that on Facebook saying he was going to have that going on. I'm like, yeah. Do you guys know Cy? No, I, I haven't I haven't watched any debates with him. I need to because, uh, well, yeah, maybe what, I don't man. need to, but I would like to just to see what to expect, I guess. Well, Matt's great, man. I love I love him. And he's he's so good at getting right to the bare bones of it. You know what I mean? Like, he, he he's not a bullshitter, and he, he knows he knows the... The philosophy and and the fallacies like crazy good, but Saiten Bruggenkate is a he's a presup apologist, right? So in a way, his approach, Sai's approach, kind of is like sidesteps the rational argument, you know, which is is Matt's forte. Well, so and it'll Matt, be interesting. I mean, yeah, it should be a good yeah. date. Well, and Matt posted on his Facebook that he he knows the arguments. That Cy mm-hmm. will pose. Yep. He knows exactly how it's going to go, and that he has he has a plan. He has the. Oh, Matt's going to. He didn't say win, exactly dude. what the plan is, but <laughs> oh, Matt's, Matt's like, going to win. I'm yeah. not saying. Yeah, I started no, tenting my fingers like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, like I Mr. so <laughs> much look forward to what this plan is. Watching it unfold, it would be delicious. <laughs> He's doing Mr. Bearded Burns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, Matt Matt will win that, dude. But but. It's one of those ones that's going to be uh, contested. Super frustrating <laughs> for for atheists because it, it's going to be a gish gallop and fallacious and arrogant and and sidestepping issues, not addressing stuff, not not coming at it philosophically. You know, it's pre-sup stuff, so it's it's just going to be. You know, Matt Matt will pose all these issues and here's a problem. You know, I don't. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know what his approach is, but you know, he. What I've seen from Sai, you know, it's going to be someone will say, well, what about this, this, this? No, I don't care about that because God says this and this. So, you know, fuck you kind of thing. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the way he does it, you know. I mean, and it's so annoying. Um, he doesn't address it. He just, yeah, just the way it is. Yeah. God said it. That's it. I believe it. So, is that it from the news then? Uh, we over? Yeah, we're pretty close to being over what we should have been at. But uh, maybe we got some more news from next week. But I thought we should cover real quick. Uh, Atheist Utah has a booth at the Pride Parade, which is happening in Pride Festival in Salt Lake City, which is happening in three weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and there's volunteers for it. So basically just get on the Atheist Utah YouTube page and find it on there. It's uh, underneath uh, Doodle or what is that called? On, on our Facebook page. You yeah. can find us on in our Facebook page and group. Um we're still looking for volunteers to help us with the booth. We have a big double booth. Not many groups out there have a double booth. One side will be, you know, selling merchandise, signing people up for Atheists of Utah. The other side, we're going to have a 
Ask an Atheist area where you can come and ask us any question you'd like. We're more than happy to talk to you. Uh, we'll be we'll be also marching in the parade. We have a great time at, at Pride. It's it's one of my favorite events during the year. Yeah. So if you're in the Utah and you're in the local area, and you got some time to spare on that weekend, uh, it's a great thing to come in and volunteer for. Just come and hang out and support the local LGBT community. Absolutely, it's a really really good time. If you're in Utah, June first, noon, Vivian Park, Provo Canyon, Atheist of Utah event. I'll have a barbecue. Come hang out. Yep. Are for all of our it, for all of our Provo Orem Utah County Utah County atheists who have been saying, "Hey, we want something down here in Utah County." Well, wait no longer, or at least wait only until June first. First, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, cause I, I live in Orem, so uh, we'll be we'll be doing some stuff down there. Um, I know Ryan's. I'm going to be gone up, next week. He's clear up in Ogden. Yeah. Dan's clear up here too, so but I'm in Orem, so we're gonna get some stuff going in Utah yeah. County. You know, I don't know, Draper to Santa Quinn. Come down to Vivian Park, it's kind of in the middle. Be a good time. I'm excited. It should be a good time. Yeah, you're gonna be there, right, Dan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Look for me. I'm Matt. I am wait, no, I am um I am Well, you were Pastor Matt and then you were Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon Commander Captain, yeah, or something. Commander, Matt. I don't know. I, I think I'm Ryan and I am the walrus. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Um, the commander of the Yellow Submarine, Matt. I'm Dan Cuckoo Kachu. <laughs> Until next time, have a good night. <laughs>